Hi, everyone. I'm Rachel Zoe. And I'm Roger Berman. And you're listening to Works, works for, for Us, us. <laughs> where we talk to people about what works for them in their relationships and, of course, what doesn't. Okay. So not to generalize, but the bond that sisters have for each other is pretty indescribable. I've said this before on the show, but my sister is pretty much my life, my best friend. Um, today's very special guests have a sisterly connection that is on another level to the point where you may actually want to consider it a superpower, honestly. Um, they are both award-winning journalists, because you know that happens between two siblings. Lisa and Laura Ling have always been aware that their line of work does not always guarantee safety. But when Laura was detained in 2009 while reporting a story near the Chinese North Korean border and sentenced to 12 years of hard labor, Lisa sprung into such chills. Lisa sprung into action and did not stop until her sister was released. They detailed their experience in the 2010 memoir that they co-wrote together somewhere inside one sister's captivity in North Korea and the other's fight to bring her home. Emotional. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Grab hold of yourself. <laughs> you both are the bravest, most inspiring women who've truly proven how strong sistery love can be. And we are certainly Beyond. honored to have you on the show. Not only that, we've known you for so long <laughs> that we really want to welcome you to Works For Us. Thank you for being here, Lisa and I, Laura Lang. And my wife is crying, so oh. I'm going to take over the show. <laughs> I think I, I people don't know this. Um, some of my, my friends here in LA don't know this. And I think some people have the same reaction as they did when Lisa and I first met. I was like, I was like, Lisa is one of my actual oldest friends, like basically from when I knew, met you almost, babe, like um, we're talking over 20 years, probably. Um, oh here, yeah. We've been not friends for over us. 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it still amazes me how in love you two are. I mean, at the time over 20 years ago, I'm like, how is it? These two have, they're so madly in love and 20, more than 20 years later, here you are. Well, I'm and an it's actor. awesome. <laughs> but I do want to say that from the very start, I think when people knew how close I was with Lisa and then Laura, they would say, really? They would always give me a head tilt. And I'd be like, is that because you're not known as most intellectual? No, that's not. Just wondering. I think it's a combination. A combination of what? <laughs> we have very different personalities and different lifestyles, but Rachel ha has always just been like the most loving, nurturing friend. And I mean, we would hang out every single night. <laughs> Literally. Literally. It's not like we hung out infrequently. No. We hung out every single night. Every and single night. The stories that we could tell offline, <laughs> uh, which we won't. Um, Later. Later. Are, exactly. Next exactly. <laughs> would kind of con continue to um, confuse a lot of people, but you know, it was what it was. <laughs> but I do want to say, which brings us to, to today and my fascination with both of you is that I think that the thing that I always say to people about you and Laura would be, Okay, we would meet up um, after like a night out and hers would have been flying in from, I don't know, Korea, Uganda, like uh, some prison somewhere. And I was coming in from like a Marc Jacobs fashion show and we would just be talking and she'd be like, all right, let's go to dinner. I'm like, are you okay? Like, are you okay? She's like, yeah, let's go. I'm like, who are you? So that brings us to my continued fascination with both of you because your sister bond is clearly like no other, but I think the thing about works for us is no matter what relationship we're talking about, we always like to start at the beginning. Um, and I think the first question I want to ask is like, what was your childhood like? I have a better question. Oh God. Do you remember the first time you saw your sister? What? Uh, well, oh, you mean after she one. was returned? No, oh, no, like, like in being, life, like in life, like how did they meet? Like, I don't remember the first time I saw my no, but sister, your sister in life. would know that. Oh, you're that's what right. I'm trying to say. It's like, what, like she was brought home. Like what were you thinking? Like, oh my God, that's this an sucks. interesting question. Like this that sucks. Is an interesting like, question. All of a sudden, like my life is like not all me. 
You know, I don't remember the moment that I, the first moment I saw her because I was only three, but I do remember, um, trying to pick her up and just hold her. I remember vividly and like smell it, you know, that baby smell. Like I, I, I I remember smelling my sister, (laughs) um, when she was a tiny baby and there are photographs of me holding her like lots of photographs and and when no one was looking i i remember going in and just holding her myself oh. and just like doting on her and sh- i'm getting emotional now and yeah. just yeah. just like showering her with love <laughs> because you're like <laughs> I do she's remember mine that. she's mine like she's my baby now like it's it's such an incredible my, my, thing my sisters both basically told my mother that i was like the ugliest thing they ever saw like you bring them back <laughs> i remember because they were like this like, sounds look- right it's so it, that's that that was a feedback. It sounds I like got. hers was very opposite. Uh, yes, well, apparently. you know, well, I wasn't I wasn't the cutest. I wasn't the cutest looking baby, but Lisa still had the love for me. Oh. But <laughs> oh, you probably were adorable. <laughs> Going back to our childhood, you know, we and and the question, Rachel, about what what it was like growing up. Our parents were immigrant families, and they worked all the time. And so I think that Lisa really did kind of take over this maternal role yeah. when it came to me. And so that image of her sort of sniffing my head, (laughs) (laughs) you know, it actually says a lot about our relationship and and how we've taken care of each other. Yeah. Got a divorce when I was seven and Laura was four. Same as my sister. So I think that 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 is another reason why I sort of felt like I had to take care of this little baby, this little girl. And, And I think where many siblings grow up having conflict or fighting with each other, having these jealousies because my role was older sister, but also kind of strangely maternal at the yeah. same time. Yeah. yeah. We yeah. never really had those issues. And, and I think as a result, we've just become closer than most siblings. I know. Sure. Like you felt like an overwhelming responsibility for her, basically not overwhelming in a bad way, but like more than a sibling. It wasn't just like, Oh, she's my baby sister. It's like, I got her. It's, well, you know, no, it's like they raised each other. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 Parents. Like that, just I mean, fiercely, fiercely protective. Yeah. I, and my, it goes both ways. I mean, right, Lisa's, Lisa is the maternal one, but she's actually the younger the more one, immature one. So, right? yeah. So, yeah. So, so, yeah, I know. There's that. role reversal. Yeah, my sister and I all the time. Uh, it's all the time. Very often, the baby kind of ends up babying the older one. I think later in life that does happen quite a bit, which is really funny. I do think um, so. It is ironic that you both kind of chose a very similar path in life, you know, because my sister and I are so different. We are so, so close. Not that you aren't so different, but we definitely aren't attracted to the same thing. Like if you throw us the same thing, we'll both go a different way with what it, with, with how we choose to either deal with it, tackle it. And obviously you guys are unique to yourselves, but it is really, you're the most like overachieving siblings I think I possibly know. I've never in well, my life. Maybe, well, maybe they're so brilliant that they're actually underachievers. Oh, maybe think about I know. I, I know them that? too long. They're definitely not under. I mean, maybe. Rachel, but, Rachel, but I think my you're Virgo an overachiever, sister. Someone insulting. Exactly, Lisa. Someone insulting yeah. say you're an overachiever, I think. No? Rachel, you, you, my Virgo sister, you, you are a bit of an overachiever and like, <laughs> I, I honestly, like, I, I really don't know many people who. Uh, who can juggle as many balls and work as hard as you do. So I think there's, there's part of a Virgo thing to it, but (laughs) you know, for me growing up in, in a, in a suburb of Sacramento called Carmichael, um, there weren't a lot of Asians in our community at all. In fact, there were probably five in our whole school, two of whom had the same last name ours. And you know, because our parents were divorced and and always working, the TV was always on in our house. It was, you know, kind of our baby favorite babysitter. And I used to have these fantasies of somehow working in television so that I could, you know, we could have a better life one day. We didn't have sure. a lot of money. Sure. But there was no one who looked anything like us on television except for Connie Chung. Connie I was going to say. Everybody was the only Connie one. Chung. She was the best. The best. Yeah. The best. And if you ask any Asian journalist of my generation, male or female, I, I would venture to guess that we will all say that our inspiration was Connie Chung because she allowed us to know what was possible. Wow. And so at a very young age, I was just set on 
trying to become like Connie Chung because, again, she was the only person who looked anything like me. Um, and I was lucky That's enough amazing. to get a job working as a reporter when I was uh, 18 years old for a show called Channel One News that was seen in middle schools and high schools. I remember you. I remember when, was that when Wendell (laughs) ran that or something? Yes, yes. um, Yes. uh, Chris Whittle, um, Whittle Communications (laughs) ran it. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, And that show sent me all over the world to places that in my wildest dreams, I would never, ever imagine going like Afghanistan and Iran and Kazakhstan and Colombia and India and Iraq, all in my late teens and early 20s. And it became less about just wanting to be on TV and more about wanting to communicate stories to a bigger audience. And it was infectious. I got I I, all I wanted to do was just be in the world and tell these stories. And I think for Laura, seeing my passion for this, and I mean, it was, I was talking about it nonstop. Um, it, it, it became infectious for her just hearing me talk about my experiences and, and the things that I uh, was seeing in the world. Right, Laura? Oh, yeah. I mean, I definitely followed in Lisa's footsteps. For Lisa and uh, for me growing up, get Connie Chung was the person that we all you know, wanted to be. But for me, in some sense, it was, I got to see my sister out there. Right. And I think that that, that was inspiring for me and made it seem attainable. Yeah. Also growing up in such a nine diverse community. I mean, I joke that I ended up at UCLA, the university of Caucasians lost amongst <laughs> Asians. <laughs> and, and so That's this whole, amazing. I never heard and it's one. so, it's so true, but it's so amazing because this world of diversity really opens up to you. Sure. You know, and you're able to see a larger world outside of where you might've grown up and the stories that people have and, and just, as Lisa said, it became infectious in terms of wanting to explore a larger world and to share those stories with other people. So I have two two questions. Well, one, for something I just took away from that that was so interesting was like, you know, when Kamala got not got became vice president, you saw so, how so many girls said, now I know what's possible. And listening to you guys using Connie Chung as this, role model. And she was the only one that you could see and how it immediately gave you the confidence to know that you could do that. And had she not been there, you might've thought to yourself, oh, that's not a place that I could actually ever be in. Right. So it just, to me, like, it's so amazing to hear firsthand, like the impact that that one amazing woman had on your life and drove you to, to want something because you could see it. Right. So I thought that was so incredible. But the, the, the other thing is, as you guys are talking, and this is something I've always asked Lisa over the years is, are you ever scared? Because I am a scared person. <laughs> and like, I feel like you guys just don't have fear. Like, I mean, I, I, you're putting yourselves, well, well, we'll get into that later. But I mean, I just feel like when you're, when you're 18, 19, 20 years old, and you're going into these very often dangerous places, like, what's going through your head at that point? Because that is fascinating to me. I don't know about Lisa, but I am scared all the time. And not just when I'm in a situation covering a story that might be in a risky situation or sensitive situation, but I do think that your fear helps to keep you safe. Right. Because you you know lines that you shouldn't cross. Right. Now I know we will talk about a line I did cross. Yes. <laughs> uh, yes. But 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 generally I I have always said that I'm not fearless. I'm actually very fearful and that has been what has kept me safe for the most part sure. in the past. But also I I'm fearful of all sorts of things. Like when I do a lot of public speaking, I get nervous. I know Lisa doesn't, it becomes very effortless for her, but for me, I get nervous, I get butterflies, but that sort of helps me prepare more. Sure. So that I yeah. Yeah, it makes well, sense. I, and I and for me, I mean, yeah, there have been moments in the field when I've been scared, absolutely. But I also have always just had this insatiable curiosity, and I want to just know what's going on, and I and I like to dig, and I, for me, my senses are heightened, and you know, I'm not an adrenaline junkie by any means, but I, mm, I, debatable. I, lo- I love. Sounds the- <laughs> like there's a little bit of that. You just Dat- well, no, debatable. I, I love those moments where I'm just seeing something different and new. It makes me feel really alive. And I, I, you know, I think we could go through our days just like in a perfunctory way where every day is the same. Like you barely remember what you did yesterday and the day before and you don't meet, 
you meet the same people or you interact with the same people every day. And for me, the work that I do has allowed me to remember a lot of my days and this desire to want to try and remember as many days or remember things that happened on as many days as I can is something that I've always really appreciated doing. And so for me, when I'm going out there into the world, even to places that are considered contentious or dangerous, it's when I, when I, when my senses are heightened and I feel most alive and it's hard to compare that feeling to anything else. Interesting. Wow. So I'm the exact, that, that's I, I'm the exact opposite. I try and forget <laughs> almost every day. And for me, if it's just one big blur, not true. I'd be happy. <laughs> this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Back in my styling days, I was highly aware that all of my clients were unique and that each of them needed options that were chosen specifically for them. And let me tell you, what worked for one client and their individual needs was always vastly different than what worked for my other clients. BetterHelp takes the same approach when it comes to mental health. They know that therapy is definitely not a one-size-fits-all, and BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if you need. And to be clear, BetterHelp is professional counseling done securely online and it's available for clients worldwide. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily to see the difference the incredible therapists at BetterHelp are making in people's lives. There are so many glowing reviews, but I'll read one for Dr. Sharon Bland Brady to give you an idea. The thing that stood out to me the most about Dr. Brady was how much she cared. I could tell she wasn't just doing a job as a therapist, but truly cared about me and my well-being. I believe it was her care that was the key ingredient to all the healing and progress I made while working with her. I honestly love that. You can really find someone who cares with this service. Visit betterhelp.com slash works. That's better, H-E-L-P, and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. And BetterHelp has a special offer for Works For Us listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash works. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash works. I really don't even want to think about where I'd be without my team. I feel so incredibly fortunate to have found people who are the exact right fit for my company and for me. And if you're hiring, I want you to feel that way about your team too. But let's face it, hiring is not easy. And that's why it's so essential to get help in the process. If you're wishing that you had a hiring manager to step in and take over, I'd recommend using Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three. Post, screen, and interview all on Indeed. Get your quality shortlist of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster. Only pay for the candidates that meet must-have qualifications and schedule the complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. Indeed makes connecting with and hiring the right talent fast and easy. With tools like Indeed Instant Match, giving you quality candidates whose resume on Indeed fits your job description immediately, and Indeed skills tests that on average reduces hiring time by 27%. You can choose from more than 130 skills tests or add your own, then add your must-have requirements so you only pay for applications that meet them. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined, which is pretty incredible. If you're hiring, you need Indeed. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash what works for us. Get a $75 credit at indeed.com slash what works for us. Indeed.com slash what works for us. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. It just sounds too picture perfect. Like, (laughs) 
she took care of her. She smelled her hair and her baby fresh freshness. She I got a job. I believe it all. Then, of course, she was inspired. Did you ever like go up for the same job and you're like, uh, because you know, bitch got it. No, yeah, just- like, what's up with that? Like, I you Probably have not. to have had that experience. A little competition. Come on, just tell me a little, like a little Roger's bit. looking for like a nugget, just a little bit. Uh, Lord, do you have you felt that way? I, I mean, it's kind of it's it is kind of disgusting and how. <laughs> How supportive it is we've that been of damn each picture other. perfect. <laughs> That's why they wrote a book, Honey Ben. No, I mean Lisa and I have joked before that if we were on a, you know, you mean you've had this conversation, like if you were on a boat and your husband and or your sister were drowning, who would you save? Oh God, <laughs> you know. It's you know what's interesting. Sorry, someone Raj. asked me. Someone asked me that question, and I actually like. I just walked away. I do you remember someone asking me that because there was just like those are the questions you're just like, oh my god, there's there's no there's no there's no way to ever win this. Okay, I, I well, think my husband knows that he should start swimming. And that yeah. was that was and the I second part of that was survive, right? That was the Roger, second. Roger will be fine. That was the second part of my. That was another question I wanted to ask. Okay, go. I don't think it's something that that you would ask, but for our, you know, obviously this isn't. Um, this is radio, more or less podcast. So your husbands, do they look alike? Like, <laughs> do you because you're sisters and you both like journalism and you both still live in California? And I think no, husbands totally different. Like, what's a story? Uh, there, which one? Which husbands? better like which is like, <laughs> let's just let's just lay it out there like which one's better no this is roger like making up what a, a, this is like for his selfishness he just i wants don't even to know what you're talking i'm just interested inquiry oh, might man, as well to know. That, that's so funny so our husbands you know they're both tall and fit guys both obviously you know not, they have to not, keep not, up not, with you guys you guys are very fit by the way they climb well, not, like not, mountains <laughs> like like crazy mountains do you not follow them well well I, I, they I they they're both older than us. Paul's eight years older than me. Smart. And Ian's how old, old? How much older than you, Laura? Ten, smart. Ten years. Smart. And and Laura's they're husband smart. is like I'm a saying super. No, the husbands super, are smart. The, <laughs> Sorry. Oh go my on. god, the husbands. The husbands are insanely smart. But they're smart I mean, for marrying younger women, is what I'm trying to say. I'm not saying <laughs> I, I wasn't. I wasn't talking about their actual intellect. Well, okay. intellectually, they're 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 way smarter than we are. Laura's husband is a is a mathematician. <laughs> of course he is. Of course. I mean, of course he is. I mean, did you think you gotta, anything else? You have to see the books that he reads in his spare time. Laura, throw throw like a couple of the names of the books that he reads. I pick them up and I can't even understand a single sentence in the book. Like like prime obsession, it sounds really steamy and juicy, but it is about prime numbers. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, I cannot wait to see your offspring. Like what happens? I mean, I, I, I can't even, I literally can't even imagine. Both of our husbands are, are total nerds, but they're kind of like, they're both, but they're cool, you know, kind of hot. Like right. Laura's husband is like this surfer, you know, Australian, British. Oh my God. You know, mathematician tall, guy, mathematician. How and my on husband's- earth, Laura, can you write a book about that? Because I know a lot of girls that would like to meet a guy just like that. <laughs> Actually, a surfing Aussie. You have to hang out at math conferences. Brilliant mathematician. <laughs> That's insane. That doesn't exist, does it? All right, I'm sorry I dumbed the show He's down an anomaly. He's an anomaly. I'm sorry. No, all I right, love let's, it. I love let's it. get to more serious topics. Okay, okay, okay. All right, but in all seriousness, okay, so you guys have traveled, obviously, everywhere, pretty much, I would imagine. Um, and obviously, you've taken on insanely difficult, in my opinion, terrifying assignments. But in all honesty, Lisa, when you heard that Laura was going to do a story near the Chinese North Korean border, like, were you nervous? Did you tell her not to go? Or were you like, I'm really jealous because I would, I want to go. Cause knowing you, you probably were like, <laughs> or was it just like you. a run in the mill story that you didn't think anything would happen? Well, well, well I mean, saying, I was, you know. I, yeah, I was certainly curious about that story because we've both been fascinated by North Korea, um, forever because the least is known about it. But when she told me about it, I wasn't concerned at all. I mean, keep in mind that Laura had just been in Mexico working on a story um, about all of the the killings that were happening there, all the drug-related killings, like a couple weeks ago. And I was terrified. And I was so mad that she went and did that because, 
you know, she 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 was in Ciudad Juarez, which is incredibly dangerous. And when she set off to go to China, there was never any attention, intention to cross the China-North Korea border. She was just going to do a story on refugees who had crossed over into China. And so when I got that call from Laura's husband in the middle of the night saying that Laura had been detained by North Korean soldiers, I was like completely astounded and appalled. So did you, were you over the line or did they just come in and get you? Or hold on, were you just like, uh, no one could see visually, but were you like, oh, I'm here. You know, when you play that game, you're like, oh, I'm in this state. Nope, I'm in this state. Nope, I'm in this state. Nope, I'm in this state. Did you like do that? And they just grabbed Are you your okay? leg. And they just grabbed he, hasn't, your he hasn't eaten anything today yet, you guys. Like, He's really hungry. Like when you were over there, they just grabbed, like my son does that. You know, like, oh, okay, but this is sorry. different. Okay, sorry. Laura. <laughs> we, we did not play She's that like, game. I kind of wish sorry. we did so because it would have been different than what happened. <laughs> Yeah, but but you know, I mean, there was no intention to to cross into North Korea. We were doing a story on North Korean defectors, um, primarily women who are trafficked out of North Korea um, from one horrible situation into another desperate situation um, into China. But that morning when we were on the on the Tumen River, which was frozen at the time, we we did step foot onto that frozen ice. So that is a prime area for trafficking, especially during the winter when people do, do not have to wade across that water. They can walk across the ice. So it's, it's sort of like prime season for trafficking. And while we were on that ice, our guide or our fixer who we had hired, who was local to the region, uh, proceeded to walk across to the other side. And you have to remember that, you know, while... China and, I mean, sorry, North Korea and South Korea have one of the most heavily fortified borders in the world. The border between North Korea and China is relatively porous. There's not, you know, there's not your checkpoints. There's not even a line of really demarcation. It's the river that demarcates the, the border. And so our guide was motioning for us to follow him to walk farther across that ice. Mm -hmm. And we did. We we did. We walked yeah, well, across. He pointed out guide. a village on the other. Yeah, and and we he pointed out a village on the other side. We got a few shots. We turned around and we left. Um, was I nervous? Yeah, I was nervous, but I think that I did my drop my guard. Well, yeah, bit. and Roger, you, and you said it. It was it was a paid guide who had worked with media before. Mm -hmm. All of us journalists who work overseas, we always hire fixers to of help course. us. Yeah, right. So so Laura Laura and her team trusted the guide. But we have reason to believe that that guide was actually getting paid yeah, by the North Korean government. Of course. I mean, Laura, Laura and her colleagues were working for a company that was co-owned by the former vice president of the United States, Al Gore. And so they knew that these were high-level targets yeah. who were on the border. Well, listen— the Sure, th there are those allegations, but I, I like I, I, when I think about what happened. I just have to think about what I know, and what I know is that I dropped my guard. My instincts failed me. I, I chose to follow our guide. No one was forcing me to follow him. And sometimes you can take as many precautions. Sure. You can try to take all the precautions in the world, but 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 in that moment, sure, mistakes happen. Um, I followed him and we were walking back to the other side and it was about, about halfway across when we heard, um, soldiers running and, uh, we turned around. There were two North Korean soldiers with their rifles raised. Eventually they were able to, um, apprehend me and my colleague, um, when we were in China and pretty violently, um, beat us oh. and drag us, uh, to the other side. All right. I'm so, with, I'm with, um. Lisa. Lisa, you shouldn't do these things anymore. <laughs> I'm over them. I'm over it. This is, you guys are, uh, I mean, Why don't Laura, you like cover like whether the zoning commission is going to approve a new park let, in yeah, we, we don't want you to do this anymore. But here's the thing. But now you probably even want to do it more because that's just how you guys are built. And I think that's what makes you both just so, this is why I call you superpower, superwomen. And that was one of the many reasons we wanted to have you on because you're two of the most fearless. You basically raised yourselves and you just, what you accomplished by the daily, your relationship as sisters is unparalleled. And I think now after what happened to Laura, I think Lisa, how do, 
obviously you'll stop at nothing, but how did you know how to but get you her got, out? Yeah, you got this phone call. I, I, like, can we go back to the story? This is a good story. <laughs> Hold on. You got this phone I don't call make in the middle the of the night. No, I do. Uh, <laughs> uh, you got this story in the middle of the night. And like, what'd you do? You're like, uh, like, what are you well, doing? Well, I mean, it's a whole, it's a whole, it's a whole thing. Well, just like, but the first thing that, that I did was I, I called my mom because my mom speaks Mandarin Chinese and we knew that we had to get in touch with the Chinese embassy because again, we didn't know anything about what happened. Uh, you know, we, her, her, her husband told me that she had been abducted by North Korean soldiers and was in North Korea, but I believed that I always thought she was just going to be in China. So it was a, it was a pretty, it was just a, 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 a harrowing few months. And because North Korea is a country with which the United States has absolutely no relationship, yep. you can't just pick up the phone and call them to, to try and negotiate the release. Of course. You have to, you have to interact with intermediary countries yep. in order to communicate to uh, to or get messages. Right. And so we had to use the Swedish embassy in North Korea. So, so we would send packages, we would try and communicate with the ambassador to try and get messages to Laura and to her captors. And this went on for, for months. And what complicated the situation even more is that I had actually reported inside North Korea undercover a couple of years before. And so way to go, Lise. I know, I know. Like, who would have ever thought that my sister, you know, I, I was mean, al- I was already persona non not me. in that country. <laughs> oh my God, Lisa. So, so Laura though, convinced her captors after months of, of, you know, there not being any movement that if her captors, if, if, if Laura were allowed to get in contact with me, we could try to make something happen. Meaning that given the delicate relationship between the U S and North Korea, we could somehow navigate like a media strategy and figure out how to do this in a way that allows North Korea to look like they one you know were 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 showing mercy right right that 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 there would be no like loss of face for the North Koreans sure. and so that's kind of that's that's kind of like the plan that was hatched that we we meticulously sort of orchestrated from two different continents um, over the course of a couple of different phone calls Whoa. And then, and then another one of my heroes, um, our heroes, who we were lucky enough to see get inaugurated actually Correct. when we were in college, um, President, well, former President Bill no, Clinton. No, you can call him President. President. I guess you still call title him President. For life. Pride, title for life. Well, hoping someone doesn't have that title for life. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> President Bill Clinton ended up, which is like almost sounds right out of a dream. Um, actually ended up traveling to negotiate your release as a humanitarian mission. So, I mean, that is, I mean, you have, you guys have a story to tell Laura, you (laughs) have your children and your grandchildren. (laughs) Yes. But this is something that like your kids, I mean, you know, Skylar's been through a bunch of things, just whatever. And the first thing people say is, well, you have a great essay to write in school. Your kids, your grandkids. For our listeners who forgot, they did document this harrowing story in Somewhere Inside, One Sister's Captivity in North Korea (laughs) and the other's fight to bring her home. I'm sure definitely not another book like this. I'm sure you could buy it uh, on all sorts of More uh, importantly, hold on, no, no. Where's the movie? This should be a movie. Jinx. Hold on. Who's representing you? That's what I want to know. Who's representing the movie rights? They have people. Obviously. Laura, you you can answer that. You know, you know, when, when I came home, writing the book cathartic. was super ca- sure. cathartic. It was just to be able to document that in my own words with my sister, because, you know, Lisa knew what was happening on the other side. I, I didn't. And so for us to do that together after being separated in this way, we actually, we would write on laptops on our couch with a blanket covering oh, like both of our legs tea, as I'm we sure. would write. Or wine. <laughs> Or vodka. Yeah, lots of that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was it was a really you know special and cathartic time. But that's sort of where I wanted to tell the story in that medium and and in some sense yeah, close I that understand. chapter. I understand. 
Yeah. And so, and so we were able to do that. I'm really glad that we did, but I don't really feel like it needs to be told in any other. Or another way of saying it. I just think another way of saying it, the the, the offer hasn't been high enough. I just think (laughs) let's just cut through it. I mean, okay. If someone says, you know, a hundred million for the story, you're going to be like, stop. Let's retell it. Lisa, detail Lisa what were you going to say? Sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry well, sorry. what what I was going to say is, I, I do hope people read it because you know, like when you think about North Korea, right? You think about what the people are like and the conditions that they have to live under. But you know, Laura actually got a pretty unique yeah. um, window into that world, sure. and I hope people will read it because her interactions with with normal people or with that system, I think are, are very telling of what, what, what that country is like. Sure. (laughs) Sounds like a place I don't want to (laughs) go. You definitely don't want to go. Yeah. But, but, um, we, I also tried to really highlight the moments of humanity that I experienced, um, between two people that are very different to countries that are considered enemies and to be able to break down some of those barriers, those preconceived notions that both sides have and to, in some sense, you know, communicate and and see the humanity that we both share. I I really wanted to make sure that came out. Wait, Roger, you would, if you, if you had an opportunity and you were guaranteed that you wouldn't um, be, be detained or held captive, you wouldn't want to see what that country was like. By now, most of us understand the importance of using natural products in our homes, but where do you even find them? Don't you wish there was someone who would curate all of the highest quality, natural, non-toxic, and sustainably sourced items you need? Introducing Grove Collaborative. Grove is the online marketplace that delivers healthy home, beauty, and personal care products directly to you. If you've been wanting to transition into using natural products in your life, Grove Collaborative is the easiest, best way to do exactly that. Grove Collaborative takes the guesswork out of going green. Browse the site for thousands of home, beauty, and personal care products, all guaranteed to be good for you, your family, your home, and of course, the planet. As you may know, we recently added our new puppy, Goldie, to our family. And while she's so sweet and snuggly, I have now added puppy products to my shopping list. I love using Grove to buy her new treats and toys. And during her house training, I've had to use the Grove carpet and upholstery stain remover more times than I actually want to even talk about. With Grove, you don't have to shop multiple stores or search endlessly online to get all the natural goods you need for you and your family. It's truly amazing that I can find so many high quality natural products in one place. Join over 2 million households who have trusted Grove Collaborative to make their homes happier and healthier. Making the switch to natural products has never been easier. Plus, shipping is fast and free on your first order. For a limited time, when my listeners go to grove.co slash Zoe, you will get to choose a free gift with your first order of $30 or more, but you have to use our special code. Go to grove.co slash Zoe to get your exclusive offer. That's grove.co slash Z-O-E. Remember grove.co slash Zoe. I've been asked so much lately what I think the future of fashion will look like post-pandemic. And honestly, I think it looks different for everyone. I truly believe that personal style should be centered around what makes you feel the most confident, whether that's skinny jeans or flares, you just do you. But if you're looking for a convenient solution to fashion and shopping, you absolutely need Stitch Fix in your life. Stitch Fix offers clothing hand-selected by expert stylists for your unique size, style, and budget. It's a completely different and fun way to find clothes that you will love to wear. Every piece is chosen for your fit and your life, and it's the easy solution to finding what makes you look and feel your absolute best. A service like Stitch Fix works so well for someone like Roger because he never has the patience to shop. He loves how quick and easy the process is. Try on pieces at home before you buy, keep only what you love, and return what you don't. 
Stitch Fix has free shipping, easy returns and exchanges, and a prepaid return envelope is included. There's no subscription required. You can try Stitch Fix once or set up automatic deliveries. You'll pay just a $20 styling fee for each box, which gets credited towards pieces you keep. And I'm telling you, for a service that's this customized, that is a steal. And there are no hidden fees ever. This is genius. Stitch Fix has styles and clothing to fit any occasion for women, men, and kids. So if you have kids or husbands that don't like to shop, like me, Stitch Fix will help them get it together. Stitch Fix ships all over the U.S. and they're available in the U.K. as well. So get started today at stitchfix.com slash though, and you'll get 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. That's stitchfix.com slash though for 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. Stitchfix.com slash though. I love how she poses that to Roger rather than me. <laughs> well, because no, she, 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 she knows, she knows me long enough. Yeah, but what she doesn't know is... She doesn't know me that well. You know what? <laughs> I would do a day trip. And the reason why is I'm really not looking to get like pinned down. Like, what am I doing that night? The ba- the hotels are probably not really very good. I want like marble bathrobes. <laughs> marble like, bathrobes no, marble, or bathrobes? Like marble, you know, marble bathrooms. He's basically ba- saying, Lisa, you might be a little fancy at this point yeah, in his life. Like, his days would, of dead it, shows on, oh, you no, know. Yeah. I'll go to, I would, I would go to the, so I think my answer is... I'd absorb it for a little while, but I no, I'm I'm not I do not have that desire. I really don't. And I don't know why. I guess I'm like a heathen or a simpleton or something like that, which is fine. No, you actually had some he had two really horrifying like things happen that involved children this year where he ended up no 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 but what what i'm saying (laughs) about don't scare anyone no 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 horrifying where he he was put in situation. I think what I realized is both of us we, we conflict is something that like you guys kind of have this, I think an, like a, 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 an absolutely unparalleled desire to almost like run towards conflict and like learn about it, try and solve it, try and you just have a constant, like yeah, I'm much more lazy. for that. I'm much no, lazier. I think it's different. I think, I think that you're a very curious person. You oh, yeah. are a very... I am, but I'm also, I'm very into self-preservation and <laughs> literally I'm, I'm being You're not serious. not that into self-preservation. No, I mean, Let's listen, I, I, I'm different. I, listen, the reality is, is of course it's super interesting. I, I guess where I get my, you know, he wants to watch you do this. No, it's not that it's like at the end of the day, this is how, you know, it's intellectually stimulating for them. That's why they're doing it. Right. It's something that it, they're yeah. doing it because it's well, yeah. Well, I mean, just all- I mean, for me, it's 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 just like this intense curiosity, and like I will go, you know. I mean, now with kids, we're less inclined to do things that's, that you know that's the people thing. might consider really crazy. But like, I want to go everywhere. I want to see everything. I want to experience it all. And I'm so envious of that. I want to. Yeah, we only have one like life. South you know? of France, Amalfi, <laughs> most of the Stop. Amman resorts. No, but the truth is, I do want to say to that. He's obsessed with watching things like yeah. what you're doing. And that, like, that's I the like difference. Learning. Like he does want to, he wants to learn. He wants to be there. He wants All I to do watch, is watch it. documentaries. He, 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 and, and really right. like very real things, like the things that you guys do and cover and seek and whatever. And I think, but it, there's a difference between people who actually do it and people who actually watch it. Right. Rachel, you might find this interesting in, in one of my conversations with my guards, um, they, you know, we think of North Korea as being such a closed mm-hmm. off place, but information does seep through. And my guards, they were really curious to know about like fashion no in the U.S. Duh. And they, they said, you know, they asked me, do you wear blue jeans? Because we're not allowed to wear blue jeans in North Korea, but they thought that they would look pretty good on men me. or women, and men so- or women, <laughs> women. Wow. Wow. Um, and, and so again, there's those common, just like common moments mm-hmm. of humanity That's that we so shared cool. that had nothing to do yeah, about politics. Did they speak English? How did like, you, you got to meet my friend, Rachel. <laughs> How did you communicate? We, there was always a guard assigned to me that spoke at least gotcha. a little bit of English. Yeah. And when I was in North Korea, I had smuggled in a fashion magazine from China. Uh, I didn't intentionally smuggle it in. It was in my bag. Right. And one of my escorts said to me, do not take that out of your bag because 
you we don't want to we don't want North Koreans to see that and give them ideas. Yeah. So I mean, you know, it, it was like a a Chinese Vogue. Yeah. Last week they incredible. just last week they just created like more no internet. You know, they they they're going the other way. Uh, North yeah, Korea they're trying announced. hard to 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 close off the country more yeah, than ever. So more than that ever. People don't get ideas. Yeah, it's 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 nuts. So I so I envision. Have you ever guys seen about a boy? When they come in the airport and they like get you reunited and they're playing that music. Uh, Are you thinking of Love Actually? Maybe it's Love Actually. It's Love Actually. And that happy, you know, and the whole opening and then the ending when everybody's like greeting their loved ones in the airports, the families, the couples. So Roger wants to know, we want to know your reuniting moment. Did you have to fly like a million jets? Like, did you get like a military jet sent to you? (laughs) Laura, were you flown out in the movie? Now Roger's in the movie, you guys. He's in the movie. Flown out in a military jet or like an Apache helicopter? Mm, No, it was actually uh, a donated plane um, from Steve Bing, who recently passed away. um, Who who was gracious enough to donate his plane? Reading that. Um, Yeah, yeah, and because this was, even though it was approved by the Obama administration, it was a, it had to be a purely private uh, trip. And it didn't so, have to be, but so we just Steve, didn't want taxpayers yeah, to pay right. a cent of, of the, the bill. And so Steve Bing so generously, he was very close friends with President Clinton, wow. uh, donated his plane for President Clinton and his team to go Jesus. into the most isolated country in the world. Unbelievable. 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 Yeah. And so um, when we returned, the plane landed at Burbank Airport and um, it was, it, you know, it, it was... Um, the happiest time of my life to be able to see my family. Oh, yeah. oh my God. Face. It was also, it was, it was also pretty yeah. overwhelming. Yeah. So I was, you know, all of a sudden there were, you know, dozens and dozens of news reporters um, waiting to hear from us. And I had gone to report on a story and then sure. to become yeah, the story was, was very difficult, but obviously I mean, seeing my sister, my family was, the happiest moment in my life. I also saw how much stress I, I could see how much my parents oh, yeah. had aged. Um, I could see a certain blank look in my no, dad's eyes no. that I just felt responsible right. yeah, for. And we, I mean, look, we hadn't seen her, Laura for five months. And I mean, even if you get incarcerated in a prison here in the United States, like you can get visitors. Yeah, right? of course. We had no clue what kinds of conditions she was staying in. Like we had no idea that was she, that she was beat up. You know, she got a right. rifle butt to the head, um, you know, five months before we saw her. So we had no clue. So we didn't know what kind of condition she was in. So obviously when she and her colleague, um, you know, descended the steps of the plane, we were like so relieved to see that they looked fine, very pale. Mm-hmm. Um, they hadn't seen the light of day literally in five months, but they looked like they, you know, were 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 okay. Well, this this is a very good sisterly bond story because on the plane ride back, Lisa had sent a package with President Clinton did. and his team, and in there were tweezers. <laughs> And it was like, thank you. Thank you. Of course. Yeah, that's of course. so cute. I love you so much. See, that's my girl. This is why we're friends. Exactly. Um, what, one of the reasons. We got to take care of our, our our people. But I, you guys are both mothers, your wives, your incredible. T- tell me about your kids. Because obviously, you're, I'm sure your kids are very close to each other, right? So, Laura, you have a boy and a girl. Yes, I have um, an 11 year old daughter and a seven year old son. And your son, um, my son, my little one is Kai, Caius or Kai. And oh, that's also right. Also born right. December. Yeah. He's born December 22nd, 2013. And yours, I think I read, is 18, right? Just a few days. Yes, just and a I few love days his older. Name. And and uh, Ling. Yes, had well, to have a Ling in there. Her Kai. daughter, her older daughter, her name is Lee Jefferson Clayton. Oh and then God. Jefferson is yeah, William Jefferson Clinton's mm-hmm. middle name. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> but but the Lee actually, so her first mm-hmm. name Lee is after my sister because I always call Lisa oh. Lee. And and then L and I, so it's just yep. spelled L and I, which L for Laura, I for Ian, my husband. Oh. So there's a lot of meaning in her name. But I don't want to discount, you know, I mean, President Clinton, you know, we we referred to him as our rescuer in chief, <laughs> but um 
you know, Vice President Al Gore, who was my boss at the Casual. time and the co-founder of Current TV, the cable uh, channel that I worked for at the time, was so hugely instrumental. And he worked behind the scenes, you know, tirelessly to help bring us home. And so I felt a little awkward when he called me to congratulate me on Lee's birth. And he said, I love her middle name. And I just said, Albert just doesn't have the same name. (laughs) (laughs) No, not so much. So grateful to Vice President Gore. I, I cannot wait to see what else, I don't even know what else you guys could do in this life, but I'm sure you're going to blow us away in a million other ways. But I also can't wait to see what your children do. Well, but, Rachel, and you and Roger will get to know my kids because they're all going to be at the same yes, school. I know, we're all fall. going to the same school. I, I, our listeners should know that Lisa and I, I'm not going to say what school, but I would say that her life go, goes in this massive circle sometimes. And Lisa and I, who met in New York, then 20 something years later found each other again in LA and now our children will be in the same school and we will actually be school parents together, which for me is like one of the greatest things ever because- Well, and and you know. Rachel, you'll love my eldest because she's all about fashion. And in uh, fact, today- Has anyone seen it, her artwork? I think Larry Gagosian <laughs> needs to do it an well, exhibition. No, it's funny because <laughs> today, today it was her first day of tennis tennis camp and I got her this little tennis outfit. And the moment she put it on, she's like, I can do this. <laughs> she like loved, like she quit Taekwondo because she hated the outfit. But tennis, she was like, oh, I can do this. So That's you're going to, you and you and my, my eldest daughter I are going to. I cannot wait because I kind <laughs> of mooch off everyone else's daughters. So, you know. Yeah. Uh, so other than, you know, all this journalism stuff you do, you, you, what do you guys do for fun? Do you, what's actually not like, like what, what do you do? Do you guys go away and like, what's sister, like super fun? Do you go to like sister. sister trips to like Cabo? Uh, no, Punta Mita. Punta Mita. There <laughs> okay, you go. Fair. I knew I felt a Mexico. Sister and what happens? Trip. Do you like shut down and or do you, do you go have with your fun? Families? Or do yeah, you... we, we, we take our families. I mean, we drink a lot okay. <laughs> and we take our families because our families just, you know, our kids are best friends and oh. love each other. So yeah, we like to take a lot of trips together. In fact, we were just together over the weekend in Sacramento visiting our dad. And even though we really didn't do anything, we had the best time. Aww, um, so fun. And I mean, Laura and I, we, we probably talk on the phone about five times a day, even yeah. if we're just saying nothing. By the way, it's what um, I said to Roger. It's what my yep, sister and I do. That's what your yeah, sister Yeah, like, hey, you how you doing? Do. Good, how are you? <laughs> no, no, exactly. I said to Roger, like, it's so funny. Like, I don't even know what we talk about. It's like, I get in the car and I'm like, hey, hey. Hey, hi. What? Okay, I'm on my way here. Okay, bye. I'll call you later. Like, what, what? okay, like that's, what just happened? Nothing. That's what we do multiple times a day. Yeah, you know, but we 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 usually take every year, uh, you know, a couple trips together. Okay, so I think we should go to our game show. I portion. think we should. All right, guys. So we're gonna we're gonna let you guys go back to your insanely insane lives, productive lives, okay. um, per, insanely insane productive lives. Um. Okay, so this is a little bit like newlyweds, except with sisters. So, which you guys will probably answer it better than newlyweds, quite frankly. But <laughs> it's basically you answer for each other. Okay? okay. So, Lisa, what would be Laura's last meal? Um, probably my my mom's soup, some kind of soup. <laughs> okay. Like soup girl, yeah. Laura, <laughs> what would Lisa's be? Oh, Lisa's would be something super spicy, like spicy Hunan. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Chinese food. Roger's just mm, really Szechuan. happy. I'm Roger's so definitely ordering that tonight. All right. So I'm going to ask a question. Is it your favorite? Well, it is kind of Because I kind of want to ask Oh, uh, you can ask that one. It's fine. I'll, I'll ask more of a whatever. Okay, Lisa, if you were to argue with your sister, what would it be about? That she's not spending enough time with me. That when she comes to LA, she goes and hangs out with her other friends. Ooh, see, sisters. This is the same thing. I'm. I, I, that's so funny. That that was an argument that that's we got into. <laughs> I didn't spend every oh second God, with Lisa. Lisa Virgo. We're very much alike. Yes, Rachel gets pissed off if Pamela doesn't spend twenty four seven with her. It's like <laughs> didn't whoa. I take care of you your whole life? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> 
But the other argument that we got into was who was going to pay the bill because Lisa is always paying the bill. And I think we almost got into a punching match because I tried to pay the bill. It's like an older sibling. It almost almost got physical. I'm the big sister. That's what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. That's cute. Okay. This one I already know, but I'm still going to ask it for our listeners. Um, Okay. Um, (laughs) Who would be more hungover after a wedding? Uh, probably Laura because I can hold my alcohol better oh! now. <laughs> there you go. During the pandemic, I yeah, just I for, you know, for sure I slam it every night. So yep. I have developed a pretty high tolerance. Me so too. I would definitely say Laura. I think everyone has Liz. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Right. So one of our fan favorites is if Lisa was arrested, what would it be for? We kind of already know yours, but you'll have to think of another one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Lisa, you're going to have to think of another one for Laura, okay? I mean, I think Lisa's is probably, you know, being at some social justice movement. <laughs> <laughs> like a sit-in? Like, like getting arrested in a sit-in? Yeah, yeah. That, that sounds that right. Sounds about right. Okay, other than, other than crossing borders, what would um, Laura be arrested for? Um, probably some kind of, like, temper tantrum-related thing because she like definitely can, or like yelling at TSA for no apparent reason yeah That's she me. has kind of an explosive temper and whenever whenever <laughs> she kind of loses it my retort is always like well you could be in North Korea and she's yeah. like oh yeah good point she must good love point. That. you can literally use that forever by forever. the way you're gonna take that to the grave, by the way you're right. Oh my and God. I, do. Well, I love that we can look back on it now and I love that you guys are living the most beautiful lives and you're both brilliant courageous fearless and they both Siblings. look so young. I know. Jesus They're always going I literally saw Lisa. I was like, I don't understand. You look the same as you did when I met you. I'm so confused. It's so true. Uh, look what at talking. Oh, stop. By the way, I have a picture of us from 20 years ago. I need to find please, it. Please we send it. To, yeah, I'll give you photo approval first, of course. Oh, please. But, um, but I'll send it to you. I think Sam's in it. Nicole's in it. Uh, I need our, that picture. Our, our old homegirls. I need oh. that. I need that. Oh, God. Life <laughs> yeah, is we, simple. We, we get a bunch of pictures now and then. All right. Well, I love you guys madly. Laura, I'm so happy you're here. Alive, happy, healthy, married to like a gorgeous, smart surfer and have two beautiful <laughs> children. And Lisa, there's no one that I would want to come in and try and save me from wherever I was stuck <laughs> behind the curtain at a fashion show in the back of God knows where, but we expect, we expect, we expect to be you. saved. Yeah. We expect to be uh, saved in school next year. So you need to navigate us. Through the, I got you. I got your back. The, the inevitable field, uh, minefields that uh, private school in Los Angeles. All right. Is inevitably. My favorite, my, my favorite fearless sisters. I love you both madly. Thank you so, thank you so for, much for you. being thank on you guys. Express. Thanks guys. Love you both too. What do I even say? What can you imagine if you were like the mom and dad of Lisa and Laura Ling and just like, what do you, hey, like, what, like, no, they're, they're be, like, I mean, you won't even let Skyler play flag football. I'm okay with flag, just not regular football. Yeah, but you don't really want to. Didn't you tell me you didn't want bike riding because we're going away uh, listen, and you don't want to get hurt? Do you know what? I'm like, me- Rachel, it's bike riding. Can I just tell you something? You know, all is fun and games until like all of a sudden, remember when Skylar's best friend ended up in the hospital like the first month of COVID and had like 20 pins in his arms? I know, and like, but you I, can't. I just, well, They're you boys. can't. Yes. And I don't keep them in a bubble, although I'd like to. I'd love to have them in full metal gear at all times. But still, until they're 18, I would like to really try and, you know, limit their risk as much as possible. But I feel like with Lisa and Laura, it's like, what do you even, because what they're doing is so incredible. It's like, I think as a parent, you're sort of like, okay, don't want you to go. But at the same time, I'm so proud well, of you. Well, they got to be incredibly proud. That's what I'm saying. It's, I'm, it's conflicting. It's like, I don't know, just from where I sit, like I'd be the proudest parents Ever, but at the same time, I would probably never close my eyes, you know, because I'd be terrified of where they are. And, you know, you, you have to admit, like, as a dad, like, I don't care what you say, you would be much more neurotic and terrified if you had a daughter going into these places 100%. versus your son. It's just, it's just human nature. A hundred percent. But even, I mean, we were talking about when uh, Jeff and Ingrid were on the, yeah. on the, 
the program. I mean, he's a race car driver. I know. And same thing, you know, how do you deal with that fear every time? I know. And I think it's a similar thing. It's just part of the job, maybe. Um, I don't know. It's not for me, as we talked about. Mm -mm. I'm thinking south of France and, you know, southern Italy. But I will say this. When you talk to them, I think like really hearing what motivates them and what actually inspired them to start for me was like, just like I was glued to everything they were saying. Yeah. And honestly, it's sort of like, it goes back to, it's almost like your career age, you know, you're really good at it because you really loved it and really, you know, were obsessed with, you know, getting the best dress, having the, the best, you know, image out there for your clients. And in a weird way, she, they're obsessed with that story and that learning and that everything. And it's, they're not, you know, it's funny. They're not doing it for anyone else. No, if they were, that's then, my point. If they were, then they probably wouldn't be that good at it. And they probably wouldn't risk what they're risking, but they're kind of doing it because they want to know themselves. It's they they're self-motivated. That's what I'm saying. Their intellectual curiosity yeah. is like, it knows no bounds. They'll knows no bounds. And or it's called boundless. It is. But I will say this. I think even especially over COVID and, and over the last couple of years, like you're watching these journalists go into these territories. And I know even since I was little, I used to be like, wait, how are they safe in that zone? Or even when we have these crazy fires here and you see the like the journalists reporting and there's like a fire like, you know, 50 feet behind them and you're like, get out of there. It's the same thing. So I actually am incredibly even more blown away having known prior to talking to them, having known them for a million years, having been close with Lisa for so long, having known how kind of regular human she is off duty I think it's incredible how you can go from being like mom dropping kids at school yeah. and having dinner and some cocktails to like, I'm flying to Afghanistan yeah, tomorrow. I mean, it's gotta be, <laughs> it's gotta be hard. For, it's gotta be hard for the family. I mean, if they continue, if they're still regularly going on assignment, I mean, it's rough. So that was definitely one of my favorites. Um, cause I love learning. And I also that talk about a sister bond that really knows no bounds. And you know what I loved about it the most? What, that they both said that their husbands are very clear <laughs> that they'd have to survive themselves if, they, if if their sister or their brother fell. I mean, I'm sorry, if their sister or their husband fell off the boat, who would they go to save? And they, they're like, oh, our husbands are pretty clear. They, they're on their own. I was <laughs> like, wow, I love you guys. Um, Anyway, okay, so if you liked what you've heard so far, if you loved this episode or any of our episodes as much as we have, um, please make sure you're subscribed on Apple Podcasts and give us a rating and review. And of course, keep listening and check us out on our Instagram on at works.for.us or call and share your story or ask us a question. If you want to share your own story or ask us a question, leave us a message at our new Works For Us hotline, 657-549-2251. And we might just share your story or answer your question on the show. Well, we always want to leave you with a little highlight and low light from our week. Um, and in relationships, the bad comes with the good. So this is our time to mention a little bit of both those things. My low light for the week is I feel like before we go away, you um, you lose your sanity. I lose my sanity? Are you okay? Are you okay? Why don't you ask the children or anyone in this house I'm so who was sane. witness to the fact that, okay, everyone, listen up. My husband, I my better, husband. This is my low light. Are we going to share this low light? Six. Hold on, group low light. Six. Six. 30 inch. No, that would be the no, largest five. size no. suitcase for those of you that don't know, no. but you are not allowed larger than 30 inches. Sweetie, you're so wrong. And took six. No, I six didn't. Six for the summer. Yep. Six for the Hamptons. In the past, I would like you to know that as he exploded about how much stuff I packed. Can you say exploded again? Exploded. When I say exploded, I have to say it like that because it's like the roof comes off the house for those of you that have never had the pleasure of hearing Roger lose his mind. Um, but basically for the last, I don't know, 20 summers, I've had to have at least three temper tantrums on the way and from the Hamptons of how much I've ever back. But here's the highlight. But you, Hold on. you threw the temper tantrums all week. I've been fine. I'm actually so calm and quiet. Oh, but here's the thing. The God. low light is 
the low light is that you took six of the biggest suitcases that are hard sided and they're protective of clothing. And can I tell you something? No, I know for a fact. I'll send you photos. I know for a fact. I know I double confirmed with two other people. No, it's not the large one. I just want everyone to know that he apparently feels that his hoodies and his t-shirts and his 18 pairs of Uggs and sneakers need to be really protected in the best suitcases more than my vintage long full length gowns from the 40s, the 60s, you the 70s. Really, there's nothing you can say. Rachel but here's the highlight. I'm a second class Hold citizen. You are. She basically like, packing, I get better luggage are. than you. You get crap. Why don't I we get survey better husbands this than and you. wives? You get crap. Why don't we, husband, I, I don't why don't we survey we, husbands and wives? Wives right, get this is better now, luggage. This sounds a lot like bickering now. And I just want to say, okay, sh- for I didn't the finish record, my. I didn't finish my highlight. Okay, so my highlight of, of this is the best. And only a few of you on the inside can appreciate this. What? But the best thing is he cannot utter a word the entire summer on the to or the from or the packing or the moving or any of the schlepping about how much I overpacked. Because you have packed 50% of the overpack this time. Normally, he's 20%. Then you can have an argument. So my highlight is, yep, I'm going to have a great summer. I mean, there's just no rebuttal. <laughs> the, the, she's just the worst person of That's all time. Great. She said six? He's never done six. I, they're not the large ones for the record. And I kept all my hangers in this time, which I never do. So they're okay. hugely bulky. But then I'll unpack real quick. What about my highlight, Rachel? Am I going to do my highlight alone? I guess so. No, my highlight is that my wife just walked out of the room and I'm here in peaceful, quiet bliss. This is really my show, damn it. I'm taking over. She thinks that she's better than me, but no, I will prevail. Yes, I will prevail. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. So I know we've already talked about prioritizing mental health in this episode, but I really cannot say it enough. There's no need to feel ashamed. And if you want to try therapy and are curious if it might make a difference for you, the support you need is absolutely in reach because of BetterHelp. BetterHelp is so convenient and easy to start. You can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. You don't have to try to fit an in-person therapy session into your busy routine. And remember, BetterHelp is committed to finding a therapist who's the right fit for you. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and Works For Us listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash works. So don't wait. Visit betterhelp.com slash works and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.